0: Okay, I am going to start a new series um, video on my YouTube channel here and I'm going to call it Fat Bidin Knows Everything So Much Fat Bedding Knows Everything What we will be doing is, now, I'm a columnist, I write columns for Malaysia Kini, for The Edge, talking about like social issues, current affairs, politics, whatever lah. And since I'm already writing them, uh, I also want to have like, I wouldn't say it's a video form of all these articles, but maybe sometimes I'll touch on the topics that I talk about in my articles, sometimes not. But basically, whatever is in the news, whatever is in the media, whatever is being spoken about in the public sphere or whatever is bothering me um, I'm gonna use this platform uh, this video series, Fat Biddle knows so much um, to talk about it Right? Um, so, this is gonna be the first episode I hope to keep the consistency Maintain it You know, I have one episode every week Sometimes I'll talk about one particular issue Sometimes I'll talk about several partic- for several, several, issues You'll see that right now, one thing that has been bothering me is Zakir Naik I resisted talking about Zakir Naik Even writing about him for quite a while Um, Because I thought that um, Well, let's see Zakir Naik Everybody talks about him in a way that well they don't like him He stirs trouble he creates controversy he Everybody says that he's trying to divide the people in Malaysia uh, he's a, um, he, he uses religion, he's a Muslim from India, we all know that, right? Zakir Naye from India, got PR status here, he's wanted in India, cannot be extradited And the way he talks is very exclusive when it comes to religion uh, Recently he spoke in Kelantan and he started asking uh, guests like him Because everybody's saying he's a guest and he should go back home to India, right? Um, uh, well, they're asking him to go back because he's trying to create a rift in, in Malaysia. Um, and he's saying that, if you're going to ask me to go back, ask all the other guests to go back as well. The Chinese Malaysians, the Indian Malaysians. I mean, what the hell, right? Um, he's asking the Chinese Malaysians. Now, these are Chinese who are Malaysian citizens to go back to China. I'm part Chinese. And the Chinese side of my family, is already like, right now, um, I, my generation would be considered fourth generation. I've got kids. My kids would be considered fifth generation already, Chinese Malaysians, okay? In Malaysia. Five generations who were born in Malaysia and are citizens of Malaysia. And he's trying to compare these people to himself who just holds a PR, a public resident, public resident, permanent resident um, status here in Malaysia. And he's trying to comp- he compare himself to, to them uh, and that if people want him to go back to India, all these. Chinese Malaysians are supposed to go back to China That's bullshit right that, that, that's such bullshit um The way he talks is very exclusive he thinks that you know, he one thing I hate is that he uses the religion um, He uses the religion to manipulate people you have to understand the context of Malaysia right We've always been ruled by a, 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 an administration that has been trying to divide and conquer, always pitting the different races against each other. And when you talk about races, automatically in Malaysia it already refers to religion, now because the majority race, Malay 60%, the Malays 60% in the country, and they're all supposed to be Muslim. So, you know, everybody knows the social contract in Malaysia, lah, right? Um, if, if you still don't understand, you can read a lot of my articles here on my, my website, Fatbidin.com. Just search for racial tension, race, racism, racist, Malaysia you find these articles that I've written about the social contract in Malaysia um, and yeah, So it's already a volatile situation Zaki Nayak, now is this trying to cause problems? No Here's the problem Why are our national leaders trying to protect him? Why do they not want to send him back? Why do they not want to revoke her P- his PR status? Um, he should not be touching on issues that are internal in Malaysia. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, comment. Uh, if you hold PR status, you're not supposed to be involved in anything political in the country, right? Uh, but when he starts talking about all this, it's all political. I would want the national leaders or our leaders or our politicians to actually uh, say something against him, against Zakir against the hate speech that he has been put, you know, um, uh, expressing. Um, and we've had some leaders who have been quite vocal, right? Of course, most of them are all non-Malays and non-Muslims. The youth minister, Said Sadiq, uh, before this, he was very much against Zakir Naik and it even called for his deportation. Now has made a U-turn, hosted a dinner with him and says that, Oh, Zakir Naik has apologized and we should now all forgive him and just let him be in this country. Now here's the thing, how did he apologize? Before he apologized, what he did was he dished out lawsuits, wanted to take legal, threaten legal action on all these people who were talking uh, against him. Uh, several politicians uh, were uh, were threatened with lawsuits by him, uh, saying that it's defamation and you know misquoting him and all that. You know some of these politicians they, they stood their ground uh, and they said, okay, bring it on. Ah. Right, if you think you want to sue me, <laughs> sue, sue, yeah. If, he, if if they think he thinks that he can sue them, they said bring it on. Uh, then several days after that, suddenly he just apologized. He said, "Yo, I'm sorry that what I said hurt people." Blah, 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 you know. I I think that that kind of apology is not genuine, lah, huh? Um, um, if he felt that he did something wrong and he did really want to apologize, he should apologize in the beginning already instead of threatening lawsuits. Then after that, only apologizing. Now, some people are calling, because of this issue, some people are calling for the enactment of like a law, a hate speech law, saying that there needs to be a law that protects people from hate speech. Basically, criminalizing hate speech because we don't want hate speech to happen. Ah. Hate speech will be considered words expressed by people that hate on other people, lah. right? Um, like, if, like, for example, Hating a different race, hating a different religion, that's hate speech. Now, there are places where, uh, there are countries where hate speech is a crime. Um, there are laws against hate speech. But, I don't think there should be a law against hate speech. Because, I am not one who, as much as I disagree with Target I'm not going to be one the person who says, Zakir Naik, you can't speak anymore. Like, there are states in Malaysia who have already um, banned him from speaking. right? Uh, now, I don't agree with that. Because I think Zakir Naik should also be available, be given his freedom of speech, even if it's hate speech. With that being said, because he's being given the platform to speak, people who speak against him should also be allowed to speak against him. Right? And that's where we have discourse and debate. You're not supposed to... Hi, Hi Edita! Wake up ready. Come. You want to pee pee? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm Chacha pee pee right now. Ah. Ah, give you. See? Oh, Do you know what Chacha wrote here? Happy birthday, Alicia! For May May from Cheche, he made a card for you. The inside here, he says, "Happy birthday!" Ibu faster, Ibu faster. Yeah, happy birthday! You're the best sister ever. So it's Alicia's birthday. Come here, Alicia. Can, can, can you see, Alicia? Oh no, you can't see, Alicia. Uh, here's Alicia. Okay, it's Alita's birthday today. She's four years old, and her Cheche left her a card on the table uh, on the table before going to school. So it says, "Happy birthday! You're the best sister ever." And she drew Mufasa and Sarabi from Lion King. Yeah, uh, later Cheche come back, you have to say happy, uh, you'll say thank you to her. Okay, nah, okay. So as I was saying, Zakye Nah, it's okay lah. If you want to say all this, but we need to also be mature enough to actually. Yeah, don't play with the watch. Leave it. Alright. Let me talk to the camera, okay? Right. So, if society does not like, like what he says... Oh, be careful! If society doesn't like what he says, we need to voice out, speak against him, right? And condemn him. If we don't condemn that kind of speech. It can easily be used to manipulate other people. Right? As it's already happening now. And we need politicians, statesmen, leaders who will also be smart enough and wise enough to recognize this kind of hate speech and, and then say something against it because we know national leaders have the influence, right? To influence the people. Uh. Now with people like Fight Sadlik and all that U-turning and all that I think it's quite bad. Lah. But I totally disagree, lah. yeah. So I hope that right now No, you know what what is another thing that's quite that's actually worse? Leaders who just stay silent on the issue. You're not taking one side or the other. Why? Scared ah. You're already in a leadership position. You need to take a stand, especially for what's right. So for these ministers, for these politicians, these MPs, uh, society, society leaders who are not saying anything about it, you're worse, right? But, um, no. we need to promote inclusivity. We need to make sure that all the races in Malaysia come together. Uh, we, we've already worked so hard so long to change certain things in Malaysia. And if that change that we supposedly have done is not going to bring any change, it's a waste of our efforts and waste of our time, right? I know a lot of people voted in the new government because they wanted to change Because now apparently it's multiracial racial harmony We kicked out the racist administration Well, so let's show that lah But it seems that you know, politics in Malaysia is still very much race-based lah Even these new, rich new politicians and all that, yeah they say Malaysia Baru and all that But they're still playing with the old rules they're still trying to garner votes and in Malaysia, because the majority is at one particular race that holds one particular belief in one particular religion or they try to target that crowd and it, became, it becomes all very, very exclusive uh, and, uh, It's not right though. Then all the other races, the minorities all get sidelined even though the minorities are quite large minorities, right? Um, so, no um, Yeah I don't know how we can change um, I wrote in one of my Malaysia Kini columns, uh, articles uh it's every Fridays, by the way, if you want to read it It's Malaysia Kini, every Fridays um, I said that Malaysia probably is going to be racist forever right? Racist forever because we can't seem to actually get away from um, This this divide and conquer system uh, that has plagued our country for so long already uh. right? um, Some people say that it takes... You need time to change. But, I would believe that if you're taking the, the small, the right small steps towards that direction. But initially when, last year when the new government won, I thought that was the right step. But then slowly, you see them actually also still playing the same political game. It's quite bad lah, right? Um, we used to have Barisan National consisting of different component parties that were race-based. You've got one party that's Chinese, you know, MCA, you've got one party that's Indian, it's MIC, you've got Amno which is Malay and all that. Um and then in Sabah sarawak you have all these smaller smaller component parties that represent all the different ethnic tribes, right? Um now with this new Malaysia they say that they say that there are no more race-based parties. But let me tell you observe carefully you've got these multiracial parties take DAP for example yeah they claim to be multiracial and have multiracial. they have many i guess members from different different races but predominantly they are a very chinese-based party right uh, they still hold press conferences in mandarin uh, um they a majority of the members are chinese uh it's still seen as a very chinese-based party uh look at pkr for example again okay, another supposedly multi-racial party but Hey, they are a splinter from AMNO. They split from AMNO, and the majority of the members are Malays, right? Uh, and if you look at, say, Bersatu, Bersatu outright comes out to say that hey, we are Bumi Putra, you know, and mainly Malay. So, <laughs> you know, you've got Amana, right? Amana is what a faction from broke off from past. so they are also mainly Malays. Uh, and at the end of the day, they are they are a coalition that consists of. Supposedly, multi racial parties that are actually identified by race. You know? So, it's not that different. Ah. You know? So, it's quite, I don't know, quite frustrating. Ah. Um, I, okay, take it, finish the <laughs> uh, Um. I'll eat the crumbs. I want to be optimistic and say that Malaysia will improve, things will get better. But somehow I feel that it's gonna be a long, long journey. I might not be able to see it in my lifetime. I don't think even my kids feel like Alita is gonna see it in her lifetime. Like it's gonna be like several generations. Several generations. I don't know, what do you guys think? If you've got any thoughts, any comments, um, comment below, or you can communicate with me, uh, with us here at Fat Bidin. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. I mean, Fat Bidin has, uh, has, has channels on Twitter, um, Facebook uh, Instagram of course here yeah, YouTube uh, uh, if you, you you can follow it all the handle is always at uh or if you want to get everything you can just come to fatbidin.com and you can uh, watch these videos you can read my writings uh, you can even purchase books right uh, the books that I've written uh, there are a lot right uh, and hmm all right I'll sign it for you if you buy it from my website uh, from fatbidin website from the fatbidin.com website subscribe Thumbs up, thumbs down if you don't like it. Give a lot of comment. Ask a lot of questions. Uh, I want to create a safe space so we can talk about things like this. I want to create a safe space. I don't know if it's going to be a safe space, but we'll see. Okay? Uh, so, yeah. Share this video if you like it. Share this video if you don't like it. Um, that's it for the first episode. Let's see if I've got something for the next episode. If, if episode 2 comes, then great. And I hope to maintain that consistency. Peace out. Yo. Yo, you know what you can do? You can help me out, feed my kids. I've got two kids with another one on the way. I need cash, especially when the economy is so bad. So, you know, you can always go to the fat billion store and buy my merchandise. I've got books for sale. Look, I've got this great book. It's Journal Dad. Uh, it's a Chronicles of a Journalist who just happens to be a father. It's uh, stories about me being a journalist and a father. I've got uh, this one, Zan Asli and Wang Chun Han, Wang Han's I'm sorry, Asli and Wang Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking. This is a book I wrote with my buddy uh, Chun. Uh, he's a DOP, I'm a director, we wrote a book about how you can make independent films. I've got a, a graphic novel. Look, graphic novel, non-fiction, it's all about my time in, uh, in Afghanistan, it's called Adventures of a Kali in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm I've got a non-fiction novel Operation Nasi Krabu This is about my time shooting a documentary in southern Thailand about the war there About the war And, look at this Liberal, Malay, and Malaysian Ooh. Now this is a compilation of articles that I wrote for the Malaysian Insider many many years ago uh, Yeah, it's really good, right? So, go to the Fat Bidin store purchase them. They're cheap. If you buy it on that store, I'll make sure I'll sign it, make it out to you and write a personal message. Mm. So help me feed my kids.